Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of East Baseball on the Mic, a podcast dedicated to telling stories of Lincoln East baseball players, coaches, past and present. My name is Hope Shortridge. I am a junior at Lincoln East High School, a content creator, and I am the host of this podcast. The overall purpose and goal of this podcast is to give listeners within the East and Lincoln community a glimpse of what it is like to be a part of this program and why it is so special. There are five episodes in this first season, and one will be released every two weeks. Before we get started, I want to give a huge shout out to the Bay Lincoln and Bay High for allowing me to use this space to film this podcast with their incredible equipment. The support I have felt from my teachers and all of the staff here and at Rabble Mill is incredible, and I'm extremely grateful for that. My guest for this first episode is none other than our varsity head coach, Michael Lonick. Coach Lonick, thank you for being here with me today and for allowing me to create this podcast. Oh, you're welcome, Hope. I am uh, really excited about this and, and everything you've put into it. It's going to be a pretty remarkable thing, so thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So to start, give us a little introduction of yourself. Yeah, um, so I'm about to start my fifth year at Lincoln East. Um, we did miss one spring with COVID, but um, we've been here about five years now. Um, and that goes for, about, for most of our, our coaching staff. Um, I teach health and PE in the building. Um, before I coached at East, I spent um, about seven years at Creighton Prep I spent one year at Elkhorn South, and then um, the job at East came open, and we kind of came running for it. So um, I have three boys, um, married to um, kind of my high school sweetheart. We started dating, um, gosh, a long time ago. We've been married 11 years now, and, um, you know, our life is basically our boys in baseball. So um, we enjoy it. We um, really love the East community. We love the people we're around. We love the coaches we get to be with, and we've been so blessed with you know, talented players who like to work hard. So it's been kind of a dream come true to be in the building and to see those guys develop and grow and uh, looking forward to, to doing it for years to come. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about your personal baseball career. Um, that's a good question. So, you know, I grew up with um, a dad who was a really good high school football player. He always says his playing career wasn't <laughs> wasn't very good. He didn't hit very well. Um, so he spent a lot of time playing with me. So I grew up in Lincoln um, just kind of playing like, I think I played YMCA or Little League or whatever until about third grade. And then my whole family actually moved out to Wahoo. And my dad coached a team out there in a small town. So I caught and I pitched and I played shortstop and I moved around and um, just really fell in love with baseball, fell in love with competing and working I happened to play a game against um, a really good team from a small town kind of over in, in like the Dwight area I know the McAvicka name resonates with a lot of people um, so Joel and Jeff McAvicka played at Nebraska and played in the NFL I basically got connected with their little brothers and their dad on a team in Dwight and that's kind of where like baseball took off for me we started to travel more and play more competitively you know we won a couple Legion State championships and then um, I played in college at Wayne State. Was I a great player? Absolutely not. But um, I got to play for Coach Manganero. Um, I got to play around some incredible players. Um, the level of play, you know, in Division Two is just 
fascinating. You know, one of our kids led the country in doubles one year and um, had a lot of success as a team. Um, so from there, I mean, I just kind of always knew I wanted to coach. I think I wrote a, I wrote a paper in like sixth grade about what I wanted to do when I grew up, and it was to be a baseball coach. You know, I, I get to say I'm kind of living my dream and, uh, you know, helping kids, and it's been a blast. So. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about your coaching philosophy. I feel so blessed. I got, um, I got hired to coach, you know, with the varsity group at, at Creighton Prep in 2012, and I was 22 years old, 23 years old. And um, I feel forever indebted to Pat Moody because he just threw me into the fire and gave me the catchers, and I ran batting practice and ran the hitters with him every day. And it was just like an incredible opportunity because – here I was a, you know, a Division II player who wasn't great by any means. And I think on that first team at Creighton Prep, we had seven Division I players. And so I had to learn really fast how to relate to them, how they move, um, how they handle things, how they adjust, how they track and train and move. And Pat just gave me the freedom to do that. You know, I would go to him with a, him with a question and we'd sit in his car and we'd talk about it or we'd get on the phone and we'd talk about it. And I think I just have learned, you know, I'm, I'm far from a perfect coach, but what I think I've gotten better at is just allowing our players to have freedom to be themselves. But the only way that I know to be successful is to work as hard as possible. And I think a big reason why we've had the success we've had at East, you know, we're not to the top of the mountain yet, but a reason why we've had the success we've had is because our kids work so hard and, you know, the time they put in, in the weight room and the time they put in training, I think it, you know, just manifests who they are as people. Um, and so I would say my philosophy as a coach is just to work as hard as you can, but to try to create a level of fun and freedom because baseball is a long season. And, you know, if you're going to play from, from March to August together, you know, from March to May in the spring, it's like there's going to be ups and downs. So kids got to be able to be themselves and have fun, um, but just work incredibly hard. So next we're going to get into a little bit of season goals. I think it's – it's a, it's a fascinating topic because, you know, in, in 2021, um, we were just led by an incredibly talented, deep group of seniors. I think we ended up keeping like 13 seniors on that team and like eight or nine of them played college baseball. And then last year's group, you know, so in 2021, I think we finished, you know, fourth place in class A. And then last year's group was very similar. We had 12 seniors again. Um, so, What's going to be a little bit different about this group is just the age and, and the youth on our team. Um, so that's a big change, you know, from having guys like, you know, an Austin Schneider or a Sam Rogge or a Cooper Erickson or a Ryan Clements here, Jalen Welch, who have, you know, played so much and had so much experience in those games. Um, the youth of this team will be really fun and exciting, um, but it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge for us, especially on the mound. Um, so I don't want to put a, a goal like we need to win 25 games or 20 games or win the hack or make state. Like, I just want to see this team, you know, learn to compete together and learn to play together because, you know, there's a lot of new faces and a lot of new roles and they're really talented players and they're really incredible kids. But it'll be interesting, you know, when, when the bullets start flying where, where they set up and, and how they compete and play. Tell me a little bit about your mindset as a coaching staff as a whole, not just within you, but everyone on your staff. 
I would love to take a minute to kind of brag about the coaching staff that we've been able to assemble at Lincoln East. I, I thank God every day for the opportunity to have those guys around our boys and, you know, to be able to pick their brains. Just a few nights ago, we had a sophomore pitcher who was struggling to um, create a ton of depth on his curveball, and um, he kind of went and sat down in between his innings. And, you know, Dan Riker, who pitched six years in the major leagues, goes and sits down next to him with the ball, and they're talking grips and showing where to put their thumb and how they want to rotate through the seams. So that's, you know, just an incredible opportunity for our kids to be around guys like that. Coach Doggett's one of the best players in the history of Lincoln. I mean, really, you know, and Coach Brink is fascinating. He's incredible with infielders. So I feel really blessed to be with those guys. I think our mindset, man, like when we sit down and talk, we just want to pour into our kids. Um, are we perfect at it? No. Are we ever going to be perfect at it? No. But we just want to give our kids everything we have from a knowledge standpoint, from a growing up as a young man standpoint, from a being a teammate and how to compete standpoint. I think one of the things that makes our, our team really competitive is we really try to teach our kids how to win and how to play and how to handle certain situations because like we were actually just talking about earlier, Hope, like you don't know what's going to happen on a specific play, but you know things are going to go wrong. And so when we can train and teach and practice and drill and have our kids compete in handling adversity and handling bad hops and bad things that happen, I think that allows us to play more free, to play more loose, and to play um, with that attacking style that hopefully we're starting to get known for. Absolutely. So in general, what would you say is your favorite part about coaching? I think that what I've really, really learned to enjoy is the long-term relationships that I've created with our coaching staff and with our players. Last winter, my wife and I went to three different weddings of former players that I coached, getting invited to them, getting pictures when their babies are born. Um, when LeBron James set the scoring title a couple weeks ago, I think I got I don't know, I was in like 10 different texts. Paul and I were arguing about LeBron versus Michael Jordan and everybody was getting involved. So I think that piece of it has really grown on me just in terms of the role I have in some of these guys' lives and the impact I want to have in their lives. And hopefully, you know, when they're 22 or they're 26 or they're 30, they can, you know, say they learned something playing baseball at East that was more than just baseball, right? We want to teach them how to treat women and how to be in the classroom and how to show gratitude and appreciation. So I think that's kind of been my focus a little bit more the last couple of years is how are we developing them as young men and, and how are our relationships with them even when they leave our program? Absolutely. So next I want to reflect a little bit on last year. The state tournament just day after day brought something new and through the ups and downs, through the tearing of an ACL, through delays, through all of it, Let's just reflect a little bit on last year from your side. At the beginning of last year, I mean, really going back two years, we kind of just talked to those kids about, you know, unloading the tank and giving us everything they had. And I can't say that I've ever coached a team that unloaded the tank more than that group. Um, I remember we beat, we beat Millard South on day four to make the final day. And, I mean, Jalen Wordley, he could barely get from the mound back to the dugout. You know, when we took him out. And I think what, what resonates me so so incredibly about that game is Jalen emptied the tank, he was out of gas, and we made a pitching change. And Jalen Welch, who was a three-year starter in center field, 
came from center field to hug Jalen on the mound before he left. That's just the type of love that that team had. You know, everybody talks about they want their teams to get along and they want their teams to come together. Like that group of guys loved each other. And our seniors were incredible ambassadors of our program. They were incredible ambassadors of their family. Um, the way they played and competed and treated each other made everybody that represents East High and everybody who knows them so proud. So it was heartbreaking to lose the way we did. It was heartbreaking to be that close and not, not to achieve what we wanted to achieve. But I think back on that team with so much fondness and so much appreciation because those guys were winners and they were tough and they would do whatever we asked for as long as we asked and they did it the right way. They were an absolute joy to coach and uh, they're a group of young men that I will miss for a long time. Reflecting on the past and in the future, where do you see the East Baseball program down the road? I have a really good friend who's a NAIA football coach in Iowa. And we were talking last summer and he just kind of made this statement about, you know, you want to leave a place better than you found it. And I think that, you know, there's some history at Lincoln East with some really successful teams and there's some history at Lincoln East with some really successful players. But I think that the way things are rolling right now, kids that come to Lincoln East to play baseball expect to win. Kids that come to Lincoln East to play baseball expect to work and expect to grow and expect to develop. Um, So my whole goal and our whole mindset as a program is just to continue to put our kids in positions to be successful to continue to stress the importance of education, of teamwork, of commitment, of love to them. And ultimately, you know, what happens on the field between the lines for those seven innings, you know, 27, 30 times a year in the spring is going to take care of itself. Our kids love the weight room. Our kids love to train. Our kids love to work. And uh, I'm really happy to be a part of it. Are we ever going to, you know, break through and and win a state championship? I sure as hell hope so. But if not, we're going to give it everything we have. So next I want to talk a little bit about leadership on the team. Like you mentioned earlier, we have had lots of seniors in the past few years, and this upcoming year we only have a few. So how does that not only change things, but how are you looking for leadership in some of your younger guys and maybe those who have been on varsity in the past? We were blessed last year because we were really old, but we started three sophomores and a freshman pretty much every day. And those guys got to see – you know, Jalen Wordley take the ball on his day and show them how to compete and how to work. Um, we had a pitching staff that was old, but we had some young guys on that staff that got to see, you know, how Ryan Clemente handled adversity and how he handled being a two-way player. Um, so I think it's it's a blessing, you know, that those guys got to play with those older guys, the Cooper and, and Jalen and Ryan and Jalen and Noah. Um, and now it's their turn, right? I mean, now it's their turn because if our team's going to be – as successful as it can be if our team's going to play at their peak level it can't be you know coach brink and coach doggett and myself handling you know every aspect of leadership it's going to have to to be some of those younger guys and and they're ready i mean garrett springer is a natural leader i mean he wants to lead he wants to win jeter played quarterback all fall he's a leader he knows how to win he knows how to compete mason Gaines loves to work paul loves to work um so i don't think we're we're lacking anything in the leadership department. It's just, it's their time now, you know, it's their time. And, um, it's my job as, as their coach to help them because, you know, 
there's going to be setbacks and there's going to be adversity and we're just going to have to stay together and get through it um, to be the best team we can be come May. One of my last questions for you, why would you encourage people to come play at Lincoln East? This is what I'd say to, um, you know, anybody who's considering East baseball. I think for us, one, it's about love. You know, if our, if our kids are going through something, we're going through it with them. Two, it's about competition. I don't think that's deniable right now. If, if you want to train and lift and work out and hit and compete um, with some of the best players, I feel really blessed, you know, when a kid walks in the weight room and they get a, they get a lift with, you know, four or five kids who are committed to play Division One baseball. That's a, a really cool thing. And then three, man, we're just trying to prepare kids for what's going to happen when they leave East. So how do we make East High School playing baseball for Lincoln East, how do we make it the best four-year experience for kids that we can? And then how do we prepare them for what it's like when they walk out of here? We're just going to keep striving to create this culture of toughness, of love, of hard work, of dedication. And uh, we feel really blessed that, you know, kids want to be a part of it, that kids want to be challenged, that kids want to work, and that kids want to excel. I want to talk really quickly about your family one more time. You mentioned that you have three boys, and they all love to be around baseball, So, and the boys are all great with them. So what does that mean to you, not only as a coach, but as a parent? I would love to, to speak on my wife for a second. Um, I wouldn't be where I am without Amy. Um, I wouldn't be half the person I am without her. She, uh, she, she raises our family. She um, sacrifices so much for me to be able to coach, for me to be gone as much as I'm gone. And, um, you know, I almost get emotional just thinking about the sacrifice and the love and the patience and the kindness that, that she has. Um, God's blessed us with three incredible boys, and they're all so uniquely different. They're so special, and uh, they just, they eat it up. They love it. They wear their East Baseball gear, and, you know, they think we're pretty good. They love the boys. They have their, their favorites that, you know, play with them and mess with them. It's pretty cool, you know, like Griffey had a birthday in October, and I think three or four former East players remembered that it was Griffey's birthday because he would always tell them when his birthday was. Um, so they texted me and sent me videos to show him on his birthday. So, yeah, I feel, I feel blessed by God to be the baseball coach at Lincoln East, but I feel so beyond blessed to have the wife and the boys that I have. You know, I think it gives me purpose. It gives me identity and who I am. And um, it just allows me to be free and be, you know, who I am as a coach because of the love and the grace and the compassion that, that they show me every day. Awesome. As we wrap up, I want to ask you, we already talked about your favorite part of coaching, but just in general, why do you coach? What is your why? I grew up as, you know, someone who loved baseball and it's developed into this burning desire to develop, um, to develop kids as players and to develop them as people. And I've gotten so much satisfaction since I've been at East, um, being a head coach and seeing the progression that kids make, you know, from the 130 pound freshman who doesn't love school and, you know, doesn't have great manners to the 200 pound senior who understands his education is important, hugs his mom after a tough loss, picks up the trash on the bus when we get back to school, um, and then shows up ready to do it again the next day. So 
I think just being a part of, of something bigger than me, being a part of something bigger than us, um, and just doing my small part to help our kids reach their dreams and goals is why I coach. And so this last question might make you think a little bit. What is your go-to song to listen to before a game? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, kids love music. And so I try my best to relate with their music and I don't do a great job of it, but um, it was really funny during the Super Bowl. Who sang at the Super Bowl? What was her name? Rihanna. <laughs> yeah. So Rihanna was singing um, Run This Town. And to me, that's more of a Jay-Z song. But anyway, Rihanna was singing Run This Town during the Super Bowl. And a bunch of former East players messaged me that's my song because, you know, whenever we'd play a big game in the city, we'd always listen to Run This Town by Jay-Z during batting practice. I mean, the kids in the weight room won't let me ever have the ox because I'll play Nicki Minaj. And I don't know, man. I just, I let Chase and those guys run the music and uh, I'm just kind of here for it. Thank you so much, Coach Lonick, for joining me today. It really means a lot. Stay tuned for upcoming news about other podcast episodes. And thank you for listening to the very first episode of East Baseball on the Mic.